thank you to Kenneth Copeland Ministries for sowing the airtime for this broadcast. There's enough power in every sick room and in every hospital room to raise up that sick one that may be describing you. Yes, you yes. may be in a sick room. Yeah. You may be in a hospital room. And I want to remind you, power is present. That power is there to do a work. Believe in what's present, not try to get something, but notice that he's already made it yours. It's present right where you're at. Say, I receive that power. I receive that power. I receive it right now. I receive it right now. From the top of my head. The top of my head. the soles of my feet. The soles of my feet. Welcome. We're so glad you're joining us today for Jesus the Healer. The Word of God will take your life and set it on course. Not only that, it will teach you what sound thinking is. <laughs> right? Thank God for that. <laughs> There's so many flows of thinking out in the world and we need to know the right flow. And the Word shows us the right flow. Over the, over the many episodes that I've done here, um, much of the time I've referred to the, the event when my husband went home to be with the Lord unexpectedly, suddenly. And uh, I would share with you a little bit about how our family addressed that. Well, we've been taking the last several episodes, and I'm just going into detail about it, teaching on what is the word response to a time of crisis? What's the word response to a time of emergency? What's the word response to circumstances that show up in life? Yeah. And uh, if we know what the word says, then those, those circumstances never overwhelm us. That's right. Yes. As long as we do what the word says. <laughs> Amen. Amen. And so that's what we've been doing is taking some time. And we're talking about uh, my book, Victory Over Grief and Sorrow, because um, I want you to know there is victory yes. in the face of grief and sorrow. Yes. And uh, we're telling you and teaching how to think right and how to exercise that victory that belongs to you. Amen. 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 Grief and sorrow doesn't just show up at the home going of someone. It shows up, it can show up when a job goes awry, yes. when a business fails yes. or a home mm -hmm. falls apart, a relationship right. falls apart. All these different times when the devil wants to take opportunity of transitions in your life to get the wrong flow in your life. Yes. <clears throat> and so we're teaching about that because I tell you, we have to know how to address these things. Yeah. People respond wrong when they, when they haven't been taught what the right response is. That's right. Yeah. That's right. Amen. Um, we've looked at Isaiah chapter 53 and verse 4, which reads, Surely he has borne our griefs and he has carried our sorrows. Yes. Know this, grief and sorrow is such a demonic flow that it took the Godhead to deal with it. Yes. It took heaven's intervention because no human can live the life God authored for them if they're under that burden of grief and sorrow. Jesus dealt with it so that you wouldn't live under it. Now, when I talk about grief and sorrow, I'm not saying that if you weep over a certain situation that you're in grief and sorrow. No, I'm talking about a spirit mm -hmm. of grief and sorrow that where the devil comes in and in, if I could say this, you get entrenched in the wrong flow. Yeah. Yes. 
and it starts dominating and coloring every part and facet of your day. Um, I want to read to you Romans chapter 15 and verse 4. It reads, For whatsoever things were written aforetime were written for our learning. So what's this mean? We need to learn what the Word says. That we through patience and comfort of the Scriptures might have hope. Look at that phrase, comfort of the Scriptures. God comforts us through His Word. If we're not going to receive His His Word, we're not going to receive the comfort He offers us. That's right. Amen. The Holy Spirit is called the comforter, but you know how he offers the comfort? Through words. Amen. Through words. He, he speaks to us. He directs us. He leads us. He tells us uh, what to do in a situation. That's the way he comforts us. And so if we don't take his word, then we're not taking the comfort he offers, but we do take his word. We take his word. Amen. Now I want to read to you out of 1 Thessalonians chapter 4 in verse 13. And this is the Amplified Classic Translation. Now I'm going to read five verses here, but in the Amplified, it comes out to some long text. So just stick with me on this. 1 Thessalonians chapter 4, verse 13. Paul is writing, he said, Now also, we would not have you ignorant, brethren, about those who fall asleep in death, that you may not grieve for them as the rest do who have no hope beyond the grave. Now notice this. He brings up this word ignorance. He says, I would not have you ignorant, brethren. Why? Because if we don't know what the word says, then grief can come in when it shouldn't. So he says that you may not grieve for them as the rest do who have no hope beyond the grave. He doesn't say that you might not grieve, but you don't grieve for them the way others do. Amen. We may weep over something, but like I said, we don't get under a spirit of grief that that takes the life out of you. Takes the joy, takes the peace, robs you of peace and joy. Verse 14 For since we believe that Jesus died and rose again, even so, God will also bring with him through Jesus those who have fallen asleep in death. So what's this mean? Those who have died, they're with him. (laughs) That's not loss. Verse 15. For this we declare to you by the Lord's own word that we who are alive and remain until the coming of the Lord shall in no way precede into his presence or have any advantage at all over those who have previously fallen asleep in him in death. For the Lord himself will descend from heaven with a loud cry of summons and the shout of an archangel and with the blast of the trumpet of God. And those who have departed this life in Christ will rise first. Then we, the living ones who remain on the earth, shall simultaneously be caught up along with the resurrected dead in the clouds to meet the Lord in the air. Ah, what an event. What an event. And so always through the eternity of the eternities, we shall be with the Lord. Now look at this next phrase, therefore comfort and encourage one another with these words. Now see, God gave us these words for comfort. For comfort. If they're going to comfort them, comfort us, we have to hold to them. At a time when somebody leaves the earth, we can't cast this aside. Right. 
we have to mm-hmm. hold to it and say, wait a minute, I know where they're at. Yes. Amen. Yes. Yes. Amen. Yes. And he shows us the future of it. Yes. Amen. Amen. So it's up to us to take the comfort by, by how? Meditating on it. Yeah. Talk about it. Let these things come into our conversation. Quit talking to someone, quit talking about someone as though they no longer exist. They're just in a different room. They're just in a different room. And it's only one step from one room to another. Amen. Don't exchange the comfort of these scriptures for any depression, grief, or sorrow that the devil offers you. Because have you ever, have you ever seen kids on the playground they swapped out a toy with, with their buddy. Mm-hmm. One gave a pocket, you know, one, one gave some big old pocket thing that was their favorite toy and they got a little broken whistle. In return, it's like, brother, you made a bad swap. Let me tell you what, grief and sorrow is a bad swap for this verse. Don't exchange those for one another. Amen. Um, October... The 18th, 2013, my, uh, I was sitting at home. I was on the back patio and uh, my children came to the house. And I have two sons and um, then my daughter-in-law was with them. My oldest son is married and so the three of them came to the house. And my oldest son said, Mom said, Dad and our pilot was flying from, da- from uh, Kansas to Texas and about 20 minutes into the flight, the plane went down and he said there were no survivors. And um, I'm so grateful that when that report was heard, that wasn't the first thing I heard. Because two years before that day, the Spirit of God said to me, all I want you doing is practicing peace. Now, that didn't mean I can't do anything else. (laughs) He's saying, this is what I want you to emphasize. I want you to give the bulk of your attention to practicing peace. And you say, well, Pastor Nancy, what do you mean by practicing peace? Any thought that doesn't arrive you at peace, any thought that doesn't arrive you at joy, cast it down. Any thought that troubles you, reject it, resist it. Do not take it into your calculations. Do not turn it over in your thought life. So that's exactly what I did. Because when the Spirit of God said that, there was nothing, if I could say, going on that would um, alert me as to why he was saying that. The Holy Spirit is called the comforter. The primary way he comforts us is he prepares us. Yes. How did he prepare me that day for that day in 2013, two years before, mm-hmm. two years before yeah. mm-hmm. he said, all I want you doing is practicing peace. He was giving me my emphasis. He was also giving me my comfort through those words. Yes. What yeah. if I rejected those words? Then I reject my comfort. You see, it matters that I hear what he's saying. Don't don't be so time conscious that you don't learn to connect dots. Don't let the passing of time make you disassociate things. Because the day my husband died, then I said, oh, no wonder 
the Holy Ghost said, all I want you doing is practicing peace. He was preparing me for this moment. And see, I connected. Oh, he started two years ago preparing me for this moment. That's what I'm saying. Don't be so time conscious that you don't connect dots, that the Holy Ghost is not behind. He's in front. He'll keep you in front of things. Was God part of this tragedy? No, but he knew it was coming. So he was preparing me for what he knew was coming. Thank God for the comfort of heaven. Yes. Amen. Yes. So that, that day, I didn't face that day unprepared. Mm-hmm. I had divine answers already flowing for two years. Yeah. I stayed in such a place of peace because it really, and I'm going to talk about it further. I'm not going to talk about that particularly right now because I want to focus on something else, but it really put me in a further place of fellowship with God. Mm-hmm. It put me in a further place in the spirit because really peace is a flow of the spirit. Yes. 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 Amen. So any, any thought that did not arrive me at peace, I was diligent to cast it down, not let it in. So what happened, I was, if I could say this, I was schooled and firm footed in the flow of peace. And I was not willing to step out of that flow, even for this event. So I knew what the flow of peace felt like and I refused to leave it, but I had to protect that flow. So um, on that day when my son told me about my husband's home going, other things fell into place. The spirit of God would say other things to me about the ministry. And I thought, why is he saying that to me? Mm -hmm. Then I go, oh, Mm -hmm. he was planting seeds. He wasn't telling me something to do. He was sowing a seed in me so that when I needed, I go, oh, that's already been planted in me. I can reap a harvest on that seed. So the Holy Spirit is so faithful to prepare us. Pay attention. Pay attention to things he tells you. Pay attention to things he directs you to do because the spirit of God doesn't speak without importance. When he says something, it's connected to something else. And even though you may not know what it's connected to, it's still connected. It might show up later what it's connected to. He's always um, endeavoring to stock the shelves of our spirit with every answer that we're ever going to face. So that, let me put it this way. If uh, there's an event at my house and maybe I have an event of people are going to come over to the house and we're going to eat something, I'm going to always invite a cook. (laughs) (laughs) Because I want the people to eat well. But if I'm going to have a successful event, I have to make sure everything is, that is needed for that meal is there. Right. Yeah. I stock it. Yeah. Yes. I stock the kitchen. I stock the shelves of the pantry. I stock the refrigerator with everything that's needed so that the flow is not interrupted right. during that event. Yes. The Holy Ghost is endeavoring to stock every answer, everything you need 
so that you, when an event shows up, you go, oh, I already know what that is. I've got that stocked up in my heart. The spirit of God already dealt with me about that. I know the answer to this. And just because time has passed, doesn't mean there's not a connection. That's don't, don't live mindless. Don't be unaware that when the spirit of God says something to you a last year or six months ago, oh, that's why he said that. I'm going to, I'm going to take that, that answer that he stopped in me because I recognized that day. Oh, the spirit of God for months has been saying things to me about the leading of the ministry, decisions about the ministry. And I didn't know why he was doing that with me. Now it all falls into place. Now I know why. Amen. Um, he was preparing me, not just for that event, but preparing me for the position I would have to step into. He, why? Because he doesn't want the event to cause me to falter in stepping into that position. Amen. Um, as I said, God has nothing to do with any tragedy. He was not a part of that, but he's the part of the solution in that. He is the source of the help in that. Never blame God. Never blame God. And if he doesn't tell you why about something, then don't touch it in your thought life. Yeah, Very don't good. try Very to good. figure it out. Yes. Don't you try to fill in the blanks yeah, that's right. Very good. because the devil will offer you wrong answers for those that's blanks. Right. Yeah. Amen. Amen. He prepared me and he prepared my family because he did not want the tragedy that he knew was coming, which he had no part of. Right. He didn't want that tragedy to take me, my family, our congregation, or our ministry off track. So as I said, when there's a tragedy, it's never on God's side. It's always on man's side. Always. Always. Amen. Amen. And in fact, I have never heard of a tragedy. And I'm talking about any friends, any acquaintances, through the years of ministry when a tragedy would happen in someone's life that I could talk to someone, ask someone a question. I've never heard of someone not being warned. Someone was always warned. Why? Because the Holy Ghost is faithful at his job. Now, people might have missed the warnings. And people might have said, oh, now I recognize what the Holy Ghost was trying to get us to do or trying to say to us. But you, there, will, there will never be a tragedy come without warning from the Holy Ghost. Yes. What's he doing? He's exposing the devil. He's exposing the strategies. Now, if we will be keen to that and his leading, we will, we will um, not miss those warnings. Praise the Lord. And some, and he, the, the genius of God is so impressive is that he will warn you without alarming you. Yeah. It won't trouble you. If he's warning you and preparing you for something, it will not be alarming to you. It will not alert you. I mean, at times he has, I, I'm thinking of, of one, one time I was falling off to sleep one night and, um, I was praying in the spirit. And while I was doing that, while I was praying in the spirit, I just stepped into a place in the spirit Mm -hmm. and God showed me a car accident and I took authority over it. I didn't know who it was. I didn't know it was someone close to me and I dealt with it in the spirit. 
and we were able to divert the tragedy of that event. But it, it was so, it's so masterful how the Holy Ghost involves you without alerting you, alarming you. Impressive of heaven, right? Yeah. And this is the great role, one of the great roles of the Holy Spirit to comfort you. And he does that by preparing you. But we have to receive his comfort, take the comfort. As I said, the Holy Ghost two, two years before said, all I want you doing is practicing peace. Um, that means anything you would worry about, stop. <laughs> Get rid of worry. Get rid of anything that makes you fearful. Do not allow yourself. You say, how do I get rid of it? You can't stop the devil from bringing thoughts, but you can stop from taking them. Dad Hagen used to say to us, he said, you can't stop the birds from flying around your head, but you can stop them from building a nest in your hair. Meaning you can't stop things from coming, but you can stop where they land. Amen. Amen. So we refuse to worry. We refuse to fear. How do we know if we're worrying? Well, again, Dad Hagen taught us this. If you're thinking about it, if you're thinking about it, that's worry. You say, no, I'm just concerned. Yeah, that's what I said, worry. Amen. Why? Because worry and faith can't flow together. So when the Spirit of God said to me, all I want you doing is practicing peace, I knew I could, no room for worry, no room for fear. Amen. Notice the phrase practicing peace. You don't get good at anything without practicing it. Naturally, you don't get good at anything. An athlete doesn't get good at his sport without practicing. A musician doesn't get good at his instrument without practicing. An electrician, a carpenter, doesn't get good at anything without practicing his craft. Spiritual things, you don't get good at it unless you practice it. Um, Peace is one of the fruits of the Spirit that's in you that came in you. The Holy Ghost imparted the fruit of peace when, when you got born again. It's in you, but you have practice yielding to it. Yes. Amen. Yes. Hallelujah. Um, I had been faithful to do as the Spirit of God said to me. Now, um, <clears throat> as I said, I, let's read 2 Corinthians chapter 10. Go with me if you would. 2 Corinthians chapter 10 and verse 5. It reads, casting down imaginations and every high thing that exalts itself against the knowledge of God and bringing into captivity every thought to the obedience of Christ. Notice this word, every thought. That means you can't just deal with nine out of 10 thoughts. You got to deal with 10 out of 10 thoughts. Pay attention to your thought life. That's what, pay attention to your thought life. What are you allowing yourself to think on? Notice the first words of verse five, casting down imaginations. Don't you think those are rather active, a a rather active way to say that? Casting down, what's that mean? No mercy. We're not playing. We are not playing with this thought. You play with thoughts and thoughts will take you to a place that's no longer play. Casting down imaginations and every high thing that exalts itself against the knowledge of God. If it's against the word of God, you, you don't play with it. You cast it down. Go with me now to first Peter chapter one, first Peter chapter one. And I'm going to read just a portion out of verse 13. Peter was writing and he said this, gird up the loins of your mind. Mm -hmm. Now, don't you think that's a rather assertive 
dealing with the thought life. That means take control of your thought life. Discipline, guard your mind, gird up the loins of the mind. Every thought that comes to you did not come from you. Just because there's a thought that comes to your mind does not mean your mind is the origin of that. When God speaks to you, he speaks in your spirit Mm -hmm. and it comes up and floats up and enlightens your mind. When the devil speaks, it's from out here against the mind Mm -hmm. coming in. Pay attention. What direction did that thought come from? If there, if it robs you of peace and joy, it didn't come from here because God's not working against the fruit he put in you. He put the fruit of peace and joy in you when the Holy Ghost came in. And he's not going to do something to destroy the fruits of the spirit in you. But these thoughts that the enemy suggests, it's to to get you to not uh, yield to those fruits of the spirit that are in you. Um, These thoughts that come against the mind. When they come, just because they come, you better answer them. No, you don't. That's not my thought. No, you don't. That's not my thought. You don't have to figure it out because that thought wants you to take a course of thinking. It wants to run a whole course through your mind. And you you answer and you say, no, you don't. I'm not taking that thought. That's not my thought. That is not my thought. That's your thought. You better take that and go on. (laughs) Amen. Amen. Because every thought that comes to you did not come from you. And this is what you have to learn because many people think, well, if I'm thinking it, it's mine. No, it was just offered you. Jesus, Jesus spoiled principalities and powers. He defeated Satan. The only thing the devil's got left is the power of suggestion. He suggests a thought to you. Sometimes it's a forceful suggestion like fiery darts. But if you won't, if you won't believe it, if you won't buy it, he has no place of entrance into your thought life. Amen. Amen. Well, praise the Lord. Part of our inheritance is a sound mind. Untroubled mind. Peaceful mind. And I dare to say there are some people who have never experienced that, but you can. You can. You can. You learn to draw on that peace. Amen. Well, we've been teaching out of my book called Victory Over Grief and Sorrow. We want you to get get your copy. And I would say this, you might know somebody else who needs this copy. And uh, you can go to our website at deframeministries.org and you can purchase your copy today. But we want to get it into your hands. And join us next time. We're going to keep teaching along this line. But until next time, remember this, Jesus is the healer. God bless you. To watch or listen to today's message and other messages by Nancy Dufresne, visit DufresneMinistries.org. In the book, Victory Over Grief and Sorrow, Nancy Dufresne shares from firsthand experience how even death is no match for the mighty force of peace that is available to every believer. Order this book now at DufresneMinistries.org. It is possible to live untroubled and undisturbed even in the presence of the enemy. In this book by Nancy Dufresne, Peace, Living Free from Worry, she teaches how to close the door to worry, fear, and doubt. Order now at DufresneMinistries.org. 
Come join us for our Dufresne Ministries Miracle Crusade in Ontario, Canada at Promise of Life Church, August 27th through the 31st. For more information and to register, visit our website at DufresneMinistries.org. Come expecting miracles. We trust you've enjoyed this message. Visit us at DufresneMinistries.org to learn of our upcoming meetings, share your testimony, submit a prayer request, or visit our online store. Thank you to the friends and partners of Dufresne Ministries for making this production possible.